I start telling people about hell, I might just scare them off. Where are you going to scare them off to? Hell number two? Or are you just going to sit there and let them burn? This is Chris from Don't Let Them Burn. Welcome to our program. This is The Political Edge, episode five. And as you can see here, I have a Hillary for prison t-shirt. So I don't want you to get it misconstrued, but guess what? My buddy Mark Sutherland over here <laughs> has an, a shirt on as well. And trust me, it's the same shirt. Seems like you uh, raided my closet, huh? I did. I knew you had two, two, two of these. You had a spare one. So I thought I'd quickly come in and uh, still steal it or borrow it rather, as we, we say here across the pond. So I think you've now found out, my brother, I'm now wearing it. All right. Hey, not a problem. And um, hey, listen, if this is your first time watching the show, we're all about the gospel. We talk politics as well, but we talk about other things. You can want to check out uh, Reign of the Tech, Paranormal Shift, Amazing Machinations, and others. And we got more coming, Hollywood Matrix, where we break down uh, TV shows and movies. You want to check that out. If, you're, if you ever are inclined to find out what you're watching on TV and where it leads to, check out the Hollywood Matrix. And we have shows going back in the past that we've broken down superheroes and all this stuff. So we're going to continue that trend. But adding to that, we're going to talk some politics. This is not a necessarily a political channel, but we, it, listen, this is all a part of our world right now, isn't it? Stuff going on with Trump, stuff going on even still. Hillary's in the picture. So just um, check us out. And also, if you want to support the channel, you can um, go be a patron on Patreon. You can uh, get one of our shirts from teespring.com. Uh, also, you can like, subscribe, and share. Share the video. But like and sharing is very good. If you're not a subscriber, please subscribe. And there we have it. Everything else is down below. Um, we have a song out called Genetic Apocalypse. Uh, it's, one, it's a video on our channel and my channel, my other channel, Hurricane 7 Music. Genetic Apocalypse is connected to a documentary that Pastor Billy Crone just released. You want to check that documentary out if you want to know what's going on with DNA, genetically modified humans, animals, um, merging hybrids, and all this stuff. It's thoroughly documented, so check it out. And here we go, my friend Mark Sutherland. We're going to be talking about some political issues. Mark, right now, he resides in Europe, so he's given us that perspective as we blend in this conversation. Hi, hi again, Chris. Thank you for having me on and thank you for all that you're doing. And I just say to everyone, go to your platform, watch uh, the amazing uh, content that you are putting out now on a regular basis because it's very, very important. Yes, sir. Um, even, even though, I mean, I'm wearing this T-shirt, even though trying to create a laugh on one sense because you're wearing the same T-shirt thousands of miles away, and I'm wearing the T-shirt thousands of miles away over here. But it's actually a very, very serious comment. Yes. It's a very serious comment because it reminds us of 2016 and the build-up to that. And the reason why it's also a very serious comment is because this particular woman is supposed to be, was supposed to be appearing, you know, in court again, mm -hmm. I think last uh, September, etc. And the comment I will make where it ties up between your great nation and our nation is this, is that, and I hope I get the date right, 
But when Clinton then became president of the United States, I believe in 1992, it began a, an interesting rollerball and precedent. We, we're not going to go over previous history in regard to the Federal Reserve, the shooting of uh, JFK, the fact that uh, you know Reagan had Herbert Walker Bush as a vice president and all the rest, because we, are, we will dis can discuss those on another occasion, but other programs are looking at those issues as well. In other words, this whole thing of the, of the globalist march, the globalist march for you since the Federal Reserve, then we could go back in regard to American history over the over the civil war why that was uh, why that came about and all of that is particularly relevant now because of the whole black lives matter movement etc and on that note on that note just to say this that it's got in regard to blm and the whole the whole uh, you know pushing of of uh, racial divide we have now reached a point in this country where a well-known supermarket, Sainsbury's, is, is creating like a safe space aisle for, uh, you know, black and ethnic minority people to actually go in so they can feel safe. Now, I can't, I, I have to say to you, as someone that uh, many, many years ago, many more years than maybe I care to remember, actually used to work for that particular company, I find it absolutely gobsmacking gobsmacking in fact so much i don't really know what to say about it i can't even believe that this is the point that we have that we have reached what directorial decision have these people taken why do they think they have the right to actually even you know make a decision like that what is the whole point of this so that just throw that in as is an aside, but going back to 1992, going back to soon after that, our own, um, on this side of the pond, Tony Blair then became leader of the Labour Party, a, someone that I quite respected, um, and has actually was rather upset um, when he died, which was uh, a leader of the then Labour Party called John Smith, mm. and he died suddenly. And Tony Blair then won the leadership of the Labour Party. Um, now, what is very, very interesting, Blair then became prime minister of this country in 1997. I believe, you know, Clinton was still, of course, president at, at that time. He had been through at that time. There had been the Janika uh, Juanita Broderick uh, scandal, then the Kathleen Wiley, then I think Jennifer Flowers, I think is another poor lady that also got assaulted by him. Then you had uh, Monica Lewinsky, completely and utterly um, overawed by his power, et cetera, et cetera, and all the other goings on that were gone on. That is all doc documented. And it's very, very important, I think, to say right now, Kathleen Wiley, while Clinton was in was in pres in the, as, as the president, paid out $850,000. What's also very interesting, as we know, is that the Clintons then have always argued that they went into the presidency um, with no money. They left with no money. But very soon after that, we know how much money they have actually managed to accumulate with, you know, through the Clinton Foundation. Mm -hmm. Now, there is, a, there is another, there is an important link here. 
because when, and I want to come back to this, but when Tony Blair then left office, he left office and then suddenly, oh, we accumulate this house and we have this house and we have this house. And there is, there is wealth and there is influence. Now, when Blair came to office in 1997, the, the perceived then Conservative Party, and as I have explained, say that just because they're calling themselves Conservatives over here, frankly, doesn't mean a thing. Excuse me, in the way that we interpret that in regard to conservatism, to conserve the family works, conserve it within what we would call within what we understand quite rightly as the biblical mandate, etc., etc. What's happened, Conservative Party over here, as far as I'm concerned, has been invaded by a bunch of liberal progressives. I say that slightly as an aside, but Blair then. In 1997, you know, he came into power. There was a huge stage photo opportunity of all these people clapping outside, leading up to number 10 and all this kind of thing. There was the song going, you know, things can only get better. And what Tony Blair had was a complete and utter mindset that said that, the, that uh, we as a nation, we as a nation, we were starting at year, uh, year dot, right? It was the beginning. Every other thing that was being, in regard to history, was being wiped out. Now, this is very, very important kind of mindset to understand. He would, he would deny that. But we then have to look at how he then weaponized our judiciary system. Doesn't that sound very familiar to what has been going on in regard to America? Mm -hmm. We then remember we've just had, you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg death we know of course that clinton then appointed her um i think in was it 93 i think and then he's going on about you know this amazing conversation he had with her and then he was convinced to that she should be winning the nomination and all the rest well you and i both know as we then look at writings people writing incredible books um, which you will recommend one in regard to the Illuminati, the globalists and all the rest. We all know that these, all of these things are planned, that people, they look at their core beliefs. They are, and these people are then put into place. So Ruth Bader Ginsburg, you know, a massive proportion pushing abortion, et cetera, et cetera. Now what's fascinating to me and here are the links again. With Bader Ginsburg, when she was being interviewed in regard to getting the nomination, going through the, you know, going through um, um, congressional committees and all this kind of stuff, or, or the Senate, and you can correct me on that. What is really interesting is that the people that were talking to her, I think there's documentary evidence to show that it was Feinstein. Biden, I am talking round about 1993. So I'm going to embarrass myself and do some maths on air. So if that's 1993, seven years to the year uh, 2000, 2000 to where we are now, that's 27 years ago, yeah. which means that Feinstein and Biden and Ted Kennedy was on this, was there as well, 
having a conversation. There is a documentary about this, and that documentary I have seen, and I saw it on a plane, on a flight, mm. when I had the privilege to be able to fly and not be in the stupidity that we are now. Right. So showing in regard to how many years people have been in power, Joe Biden, 47 years he has been there. 47 years, let's just say this. You've had 47 years to fix whatever you perceive to be wrong with the nation of the United States, and now you're saying you've got all the answers. The fact that Joe Biden, and here are the links, why is it that these people come out of power, the Clintons have accumulated so much money, the Blairs, extremely wealthy, the Blairs have, there is a Blair, there is a foundation. Blair then has, a, as he's talked about, has a role within the Middle East and bringing peace to the Middle East and all this kind of thing. Mm. His faith foundation. You and I might end up saying, we have to join a word there in regard to, I personally think, interfaith foundation, all of this. We know that Blair has been found in the WikiLeaks uh, emails where there's a reference to him, you know, having... Uh, uh, Lynn Rothschild and Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton going, oh, uh, getting hold of Lyft, Lynn Rothschild, and I think, you know, um, we get hold of Tony, I think, where they'd been either meeting at a ski resort in Denver and all this kind of thing. The reason I'm saying this is all these links that these peoples have, but look at the wealth, and the wealth is relevant. The wealth is relevant now because what has Joe Biden, what has he sold out here? How come Hunter, his son, Joe Biden, a couple of years ago, goes on under, when he was uh, vice president under the, with, the, with Obama, then goes to China, has meetings with China officials. And as he, as he goes down the steps, then Hunter Biden is following. Hunter Biden then has Burisma, all of these links, who then has a very good friend of his, who is also part of, of this uh, investment firm. And they have accumulated millions and millions of dollars via, via China, via the Ukraine. All of that has recently come out. And we look at the abuse of power. Mm -hmm. and going back to the Clintons, suddenly they leave office and then it just let, it let rips. And one of the reasons why I am wearing, I am wearing this uh, T-shirt it's a reminder of history, but it's also a reminder of how people think that they are entitled to power. Right. And I will come to that in a minute. This whole thing of entitlement, Chris, within your system, there is not term limits and there needs to be term limits. Mm -hmm. There's a term limit on a president, even though we can clearly argue that if Joe Biden actually gets in, then he is being controlled, he is being run in the background by Barack Hussein Obama, mm -hmm. by uh, Soros, by Clinton, by the whole lot, the whole cabal. Let me, that is, let me, put, let me put a pause, because some people are not going to believe what you're saying. Um, go and look up how President Obama bought a house in Washington, and some of you are yeah. going to be like, why, what, who, yeah. who, how does what does that have to do with anything? Just follow the breadcrumbs, man. He's not 
uh, he didn't basically, he, he's not a president, he's not our president, but he hasn't relinquished some of the power that he put in place. The people that he's put in place, the holdovers, they're, they're still there. They're part of what we call the deep state. Absolutely, absolutely. And this, this, this comes back to the judiciary. This comes back to how your circuit judges on your side of the pond, he has, under Obama, they put circuit judges, and before that, in power that are liberals, that are progressives. We only have to, if you look at what's happening, um, I'm not fully expert on this, but I want to make a statement on this. Mm. If we look at what's happened with the General Flynn case and the, and the wonderful Sidney Powell as, as um, you know, leading his legal team, and the fact that you've got that judge, you've had this Judge Sullivan, even though the DOJ, the whole uh, State Department has said, you know, dismiss the case, he has been sitting there, not dismissing the case, doing whatever he can to make sure that the case drags on and says there's something to answer there. So, and he is, he has links to, you know, Obama. They have these links. And what is really, really fascinating in that particular case is that that judge has actually appointed his own legal counsel to, to actually defend him when people would take him court to court for his actions. In other words, the whole legal system in regard to justice at times is massively under question in regard to the US because all these liberal progressives just want to undermine that. Mm -hmm. We have the same here. Here are the parallels under the Blair government. And it's only from when you look back in history, you look back when someone's turning back and he left office in 2007 and he was, you know, the most successful, inverted commas, recent uh, Labour Prime Minister ever, saying this whole thing of, of new Labour. Now, he then put in judiciary that is, I call then liberal, progressive and all the rest. He then put in judiciary, put in judges, etc., that were uh, pro-Remain, were Remain for, in regard to Europe, were anti-17 uh, million you know, 410,752 people were the majority of over a million from actually voting to leave the UK, leave the uh, European Union. Mm -hmm. And just to say this, the European Union is a leg of global governance. It is a leg of global governance. All that is happening now mm -hmm. is a push for that. And with the reference I'm making to Blair, putting all these people in power, it, it indicates, Chris, to, to you guys across the pond, and you know this because I'm speaking to you as a dear friend where we are up on all of this, and we don't mean this in a boastful way. Right. But I'm going to say this now. To actually know what we know, to be passionate about what we know, is profoundly costly. It is yeah. costly. Yeah. Profoundly costly. Mm -hmm. Our priority our priority, in many ways, we have all this knowledge, but our priority is to preach the gospel. Our priority is to be used, is to ask God to put us in situations every day where we can tell others that do not, that are not saved and do not say, do not acknowledge that Jesus is their savior and Jesus is their Lord. Yeah. yeah. Then, we have to be put in those situations. We are asking God to put us in those situations so we can do that because preaching the gospel 
right now is our number one number one priority yeah what the enemy what the enemy has done in i believe over here and i think you would agree on your side of the pond Mm -hmm. the reason why we go on about we're going on about prophecy and the fact that the enemy has been working within the political sphere to maneuver to get things in position to be able to then be in the position that is actually happening right now and the reason why we're wearing these t-shirts is that in 2016 someone came along which is donald j trump Mm -hmm. 2015 came down an escalator in trump tower and then announced that he would be running for the president now as we see biblical prophecy unfold we see the fact that he has been used to move the the uh, american embassy in tel aviv to jerusalem to recognize that he then creates this incredible economy for america etc etc and there are other things that have that have gone on right now whether whether he is part of you know part of the whole cabal the whole hegelian dialectic and i'm going to say it then we are going to then all of this is going to be playing playing out Mm. right but i will say publicly i thank god that 2016 he became the president of the united states yeah i I put it like this with some of the people i know the track Mm. record on god covering trump is amazing expect even even till this date so I, I'm putting I'm putting my trust in President Trump. I'm putting my trust in God Almighty for what mm. he, the plans he has for this country and what he's doing through President Trump. And I mm. get it. You know, people want to send me stuff about you know Jesuit this. I get it. I I get it. I yeah. get it. Yeah. But yeah. I do not believe that President Trump is a part of the whole system, based yeah. on his track record, based on what I believe, and you believe that God has mm. done through him. Um, and I want to just recommend a couple books to, for you guys to, and, and listen, with this information that we're talking about here, the history that he's given you, the things I'm going to recommend, I want you to realize something. You're not going to hit a bottom. You're not going to read all these books and have all, every dot put together. It, it's, it's, it goes so deep and in a million different directions. But once you get um, a precise understanding of certain you know parts of the puzzle you're able to understand more but understand that knowing the word of god is way better than reading any book i'm about to recommend okay because it goes beyond politics it's spiritual and all this so anyway i want to recommend this book here it's called confessions of an economic hitman if you live in the caribbean this is probably the guy That helps <laughs> that that uh, um, situation there with the IMF, also South America, and other countries. This is a book. It's a New York Times bestseller. I recommend it. A. the The title says it all. Then he's got a few. He's got a few things to say about the Panama Canal. Yeah. The Power Elite by Dennis Doctor Dennis L. Cuddy. Okay, I used to listen to Radio Liberty, and that was a very excellent show by Dr. Stan Montes. And 
power, the, the, uh, sorry, Den, Mr. Dennis Cuddy was on there all the time and I'd gained so much information from him, but this book is so small. The reason why it's called the Power Elite because that's one of their names. They're called the Order, they're called the Power Elite, the Illuminati, and on and on it goes. But this is one of their names that no one ever says, the Power Elite, okay? And so I recommend that. You could find it sometimes for $3, sometimes for $20, depending on where you're looking, okay? And also, um, this book, A Prophecy of the Future of America, uh, it's by Paul McGuire. I've read it uh, at least, I think I've gone halfway through it. And this, this came out in 2013. He has another version of it from 2016, 2017. I haven't read that one, but I recommend this. I mean, this in the first chapter or three will blow you away, okay? And the reason why we're recommending it again, um, you, you're going to be able to put the dots together, find out what you've been missing. You, you, the education that the school is giving you is warped and on and on and on it goes. So to keep up with politics, it's very hard. You, you know, you have to know the dates, the people, the, the moving parts. But with reading books, you get to see some of that. Um, I even have another book I haven't pulled out of the work there about how Hillary um, doing witchcraft in the White House, plus the WikiLeaks. Yep. I mean, come on, it's just so many, so such a long trail. But again, going back, getting knowing your Bible, then digging in this stuff. Go ahead, sir. No, uh, not at all. It's really important. Um, and Paul's uh, Paul's written a, an excellent book. I mean, I haven't. Um, I need to dig into that more because I believe I do have it. Um, Dan Perkins's book is just off the charts just yeah. really 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 brilliant because it talks about the whole thing of the manipulation um and that's what's so difficult for so many people to get behind because with what's happening now you and i have talked about it we talk about the great economic reset 2020 um, and there was a, a fantastic you know months ago months ago remember the uh, interview that celeste bishop did with celeste Salon did with uh, L.A. Marzulli and then she revealed the website and there it is on the uh, Economic Forum 2020 mm -hmm. there is a section of that website on COVID-19 there it is war gamed out man precisely and you can't make this up now I actually want to read a letter or read part of a letter so I have been writing to my local member of parliament i've been sending email after email i will send information to to get to wake up the government to what's going on and then you realize as far as i'm concerned i'm just going to say this of course they are i just feel well you're all they're all in on it what's the you know the replies we're getting back they're only listening to certain types of scientists they're listening to people like an advi medical advisor, Valance. Um, he has stood, you know, on one side of Boris Johnson when they do this press conference. And you can't make this up. Mm -hmm. It's out there in the public domain that Valance has 600,000, you know, pounds worth of shares in uh, GlaxoSmithKline. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can't make it up. Yeah. Then uh, Chris Whitty, of course, you know, link friends with Bill Gates, um, took 38 million either dollars, pounds from Bill Gates in regard to malaria research, right? Yeah. There's other relationships. And what's interesting, a citizen journalist uh, recently, 
whose name has, um, sadly, I've forgotten. I'm not sure if it, whether it's Chris uh, Taisman. Um, absolutely brilliantly. He then doorstepped Balance. He then doorstepped Witty to try and talk to them. Witty actually on screen ran off. He literally ran off. Mm. Now, these are people that with all their links with Big Pharma, et cetera, et cetera, these are people that, that Boris Johnson et al. are actually listening to. A couple of weeks ago, Trafalgar Square, a German doctor, Dr. Schoenig, um, he was about to speak. He was going to speak in Trafalgar Square. He, um, he was arrested. He, he didn't go onto the, I don't think he went onto the main stage and Trafalgar Square. He then went to Hyde Park and then he was arrested. He was interviewed by a independent uh, journalist called Anna Breeze. And on that particular interview before the event, he then talked about the fact that this is a political virus. He talked about the fact that, you know, the banks, etc., after 2008 crash and seeking to get refunded, um, they then uh, blew, tried to blow things up there and they nearly blew things up there. Now they're having another go and this is what they're doing. So they're using COVID-19 in which to do that. So the WHO, the World Health Organization, which has a track record, which is just disgusting, um, appalling um, in regard to all this kind of thing and uh, creating fear and all the rest. We have to remember that uh, Tetros, who, who runs that, he's not medically trained. He has no medical certificate whatsoever. He's in bed with the Chinese, period. We yeah. then have to remember with what's happening in Australia right now with Dan Andrews, you know, the mm -hmm. Belt and Road uh, whole thing, the Silk Road, the links with the Chinese, etc., uh, etc. Et this is going on. We've had this over here in regard to our communications infrastructure. If not, then going to build a nuclear plant. But coming back to Dr. Shoning, Dr. Shoning, a total expert, reminded us of the millions of people that went on out on the German streets to protest. And he was arrested. He was arrested in this country. He was shut down from speaking the truth, free speech. He was held in uh, Wandsworth Police uh, Station for 22 hours overnight and was then released. Absolutely appalling, dreadful what happened at that event. We also saw the uh, one section of the police in regard to the riot police then come in and be extremely heavy handed. There are certain questions in regard to what it looked like an, old, an older female being pushed off chairs and stuff like that. And you wonder if that woman was a plant in regard to try and create agitation. And in many ways, I think mm. the, the crowd, I think were very, very constrained on one hand. Some people would profoundly disagree with me on that, but I think they were. They, the fact that people were there to defend free speech and you had the police as an authority sent in to crush free speech. I didn't realize that I was living in, you know, an East, an East satellite of the USSR, that I was living in Eastern Germany under the Stasi. And these are the kind of things that are going on. And I have to say at the same time, my dear brother, that when it was the Black Lives Matter march and all that and all those, uh, you know, uh, goings on, the police, the police didn't really go in there. They didn't really go in there to stop it. 
soft soaping. We've either just remind ourselves, we've either seen, we've seen metropolitan police officers giving the knee. Now we have to, I mean, which I just find, frankly, I'll say it, I find appalling. They're supposed to be non-political, but as has happened within this country at various times, they have been used, yes, as a political pawn. That, that's a subject for another day, we could argue. Yeah. But what is happening is, is that we've seen the politicization through the training, through things like common purpose, creating a liberal progressive outlook, a new world order to think beyond authority. Cressida Dick, who's the commissioner of the Metropolitan Police, has done this common purpose training and all the rest. So all, all of this is really, really real. And what's happened on your side of the pond and what's happened on this side of the pond is that this has so crept up on us so fast that in many ways the church has sort of abdicated its involvement in, in politics, involvement within, uh, within uh, entertainment, etc., yeah. etc. Et I've had that, the criticism I've had. You know, yeah. well, why are you involved in, you know, being involved in the entertainment industry and all this kind of thing? Is a Christian called to be there? Well, I, as as I have a key ring given by a very very dear friend of mine, and on the key ring it says uh, um, a me, media missionary, right? Yeah, that's it. That's how I feel. Like you know, I mean, <laughs> sorry, it's a tool. So yeah, absolutely, and absolutely. And you know that through your experience and what you've been involved in and in the music industry as well. Mm-hmm. So all, all of this, all of this is going on. And um, I have got to try and plug something in because I forgot. Um, so all, all of this is, is, uh, is actually going on as we, as we speak, you know, and it's, um, it's all it's all playing out, but the other the other thing that is is not good for us over here is this whole thing of we're supposed to be we're supposed to be the mother of all parliaments, right? And we're then as I I have written, you know, thirty odd maybe I'd say maybe thirty four thirty five emails to my member of parliament, um, pointing out truth, sending. Uh, documentaries like Plandemic, sending out of the shadows, sending all sorts of information, saying that there's a 99.8% recovery rate. Why have we got Big Pharma involved? Mm -hmm. So I'll quickly just touch on some of this. Thank you for your correspondence of the 2nd of June and 20th of August. This is to my uh, MP, I won't reveal the name, on behalf of your constituent, me, about vaccinations for the novel coronavirus COVID-19 and other issues. I've been asked to reply and I apologize for the delay in doing so, which has been caused by an unprecedented volume of correspondence in recent months. I bet they've had an unbelievable amount of correspondence. The national global search for a COVID-19 vaccine is an unprecedented challenge. It is important to work across borders to defeat the virus, achieve a global recovery and avoid a future pandemic. This is a worldwide endeavor and the government is committed to beating COVID-19. The UK operates a system of informed consent for vaccinations. There are currently no plans for a COVID-19 vaccine to be mandatory. Mm. Right. One of the wonderful things about writing 
to your government mm -hmm. is that you then get letters back. And it's important, as you can imagine, I have a very, very interesting file because in the future, there, should, there may be a program called Letters to My MP and the non-replies. <laughs> I have some very, very interesting replies. One day I wrote a letter to him saying that when, uh, that when Donald Trump is over for a state visit, will Hillary Clinton be apologizing to him in regard to spying on the Trump campaign? Yeah. Um, I read that out in uh, California last year. Uh -huh. Now, what is very, very interesting in, about that is that, and I'm most probably about to murder her name, but the head of um, the head of this uh, is it head of this FBI or CIA now? His Hispael, this woman, okay. this woman, uh, where it's now that she um, she holds all the cards in regard to revealing um, GCHQ, you know, MI5 and all that being all part of spying on the Trump campaign. The whole Five Eyes, right? Okay. This is yeah. all about to potentially come out. So just quickly uh, finish this. The UK has been collaborating with the international community to support the rapid development and manufacturing of safe, effective vaccines to ensure widespread equitable access both in the UK and globally. The UK is working closely with the Coalition of Epidemic uh, Preparedness Innovations. The World Health Organization the European Commission, well, there's two, uh, two organizations I wouldn't want to go near for a start, and other international partners to ensure access to safe and effective um, COVID-19 vaccine for everyone, everyone who needs it. Finding effective treatments for COVID-19 as well as a vaccine remains an integral part of managing the virus in the long term. Last paragraph. Effective treatments for COVID-19 will be vital to lessen the severity and impact of the virus, both for individuals and communities. To date, there are still no globally approved COVID-19 treatments available, although we don't need them. Although there have been recent promising developments, the UK government funded trial recovery has discovered that dexamethasone can reduce mortality in the sickest patients by up to a third. I hope this is helpful kind regards now that that came from that came from the head of ministerial correspondence and public inquiries right yeah now there you have it there you have it but at the same time in parliament last uh, last week we had a vote it came up all the corona legislation that was pushed through in regard to shutting this down, shutting that down, came up to review last, last week and they did not vote it down. 24 MPs voted against it out of 633, I think, or 630. Yeah. They did not vote it down. They needed to throw this, the most tyrannical nonsense out as we're going, you know, now we're going to have more lockdowns. Now we've got all the cases going up and all this. What that letter does not talk about, it doesn't talk about um, Kerry Malice, who um, invented the, um, the PCR test. And Kerry turned around and said it shouldn't be used in, the, in this kind of situation because the way it multiplies and multiplies is inaccurate. The way it, the fact that it has 80% false positives and all this kind of thing. Um, oh. Now I read, I read recent, I read recently that sadly he died recently before all of this 
then uh, took off. So there's, we have got, we have got all, they're going, sorry, Chris, they're going on cases where they say, oh, the cases are increasing. Well, let's look at the death rate. Over here, last week, it was confirmed that Corona-19 on a list of one to is 24th, is, is responsible 24th for the death rates in the United Kingdom. Top, cancer, et cetera, et cetera. You have to go through a list and get down to number 24. And I've just read you a letter from the government going, well, we need to find a vaccine for Corona. Well, hold on a minute. What about solving liver cancer, uh, all types of other cancer, all types of other illnesses? No, 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 because you're not supposed to do that. Because basically what you're supposed to do is, and we know, right, if no one's heard this before, I'm not saying this for effect, mm. but E.G. Griffin, many years ago did a documentary in regard to the cure for cancer etc mm. right it's there we know that um many years ago within uh within um america rockefeller etc then actually undermining uh natural homeopathic medicine yeah. undermining that mm. creating the word quack to call them quacks where he was wanting people to take pills and this whole thing of big pharma killing people depopulation it's there we're now seeing that play out so one my main point is is that it it hit me today that when you get letters back from government going oh as you can know i've had we've had an unbelievable amount of you know uh letters and all the rest well they have a responsibility they have a responsibility to actually reply to the points that we're making and that is no reply yeah. that's no reply at yeah. all but the point is is that we put them on the record so if we have to then have nuremberg trials take two if we go back to the nuremberg code they are rushing they want to rush through a vaccine that will not be tested whatsoever but they've already got them anyway and most and then people if you don't listen understand. they don't understand. sorry mate most people don't understand that the way they're rushing it is dangerous even operation warp speed yes from, from what i'm hearing operation warp speed might be a placebo type vaccine i don't want any of them but i'm just saying that you know listen you people you got to do your research man you got to do your research Look at the evidence of all these doctors coming out saying they've yep. cured so many people of, of COVID and even using the word cure right now. My video might get a struck and strict strike taken out, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but you, you have to understand that, that there is a global infrastructure. And before you go on, Mark, I'm going to show people something that this came from Business Insider, but I, I downloaded it on my um on my desktop to show you that when we talk about a global cabal and infrastructure, it's so intricate. We're talking about the Brookings Institute, the yes. uh, Havistock Institute and all these. Yep. When, you, when, you, when you see that, why is like one, go, go, one person goes down and seven come up? It's like, like, you know, in Avengers, you got the Hydra. It's just like that because they already have these systems in place. And so that's why it's so hard to find. But I'm going to show you a piece of what I call evidence anyway. 
you know. Can you see that? All right. So this is a, basically the Bilderberg group and all of the industries they control. We won't be able yes. to go through all of them because it takes forever. But yes. check this out. This, this is what we call the round table, right? Yeah. And you see all these companies, some of them you might be familiar with. Some You got the World Bank. You have all these U.S. US, US Department of Justice, Treasury Department, <laughs> all this stuff, right? They yeah. have their hands neatly in entertainment. They go 20th Century Fox, which is now, I think, Century Fox or whatever. Disney decides to call it. Uh, of course, Disney, New York Times, all these airplane companies, banking companies, and whatnot, it's all over the place. We're not making this stuff up. You know, this is why, you know, by the time Jesus Christ comes back, it's going to be a, a crazy world because he's going to allow the Antichrist to reign and rule until he comes and destroy him because the, it's a cleansing, uh, not for the church, but um, I don't even want to use the word cleansing. Uh, it's basically to bring Israel back to him and for the unsaved world, it's, there's a redemption there for them too because there's millions of people that's going to come out of the seven-year tribulation uh, martyred, not all, but a lot of them will be martyred, millions of them. And we're showing you a system here that right now, before Christ returns, right now, before uh, uh, you know, the whole system is basically under their control, and as you can see, some of these these are old news. Obama, 08, Hillary, uh, yeah. DNC, you got McCain. McCain is, de is dead now. Uh, you got Biden here for president. <laughs> this is old. And I think he ran for president at least three times before. So this is the infrastructure, people. And I'm pretty sure it's more intricate than this. This is just what, we, what we're able to see now from whoever made this map. So I'm going to stop sharing. Well, the, and the thing is, the thing is, like over here, because a big farmer like GlaxoSmithKline, AstraZeneca, etc., mm -hmm. you know, there's suddenly the links that they seem to be have with our with our own government. The point, uh, another thing, I want to draw attention to an incredible guy mm -hmm. um, is is Anthony Patch, right? Any research that Anthony Patch, his last couple of last number of videos. Um, Anthony is on this where he is talking about and exposing uh, the vaccines how what you're right in regard to maybe the first three maybe a placebo mm -hmm. and then the last one is that and there's this whole thing this is where people because of the RNA people are not facing this they, they think that we're crazy and nuts when we talk about this when it's like well you have a vaccine that changes your DNA and then of course that's the mark of the beast and I, I have said this, I remember saying this publicly in one particular space and uh, being annihilated for it, where this whole thing of when we've seen the increase of people having tattoos and all the rest, it's this whole thing of adding adornments to, to their body. So there will be then in many ways, no resistance to say, well, of course they want to make everyone's life hell. So they turn around and go, well, if you want any normality, then you're going to take this vaccine and then you can go back to a perceived normality. Do you know what I'm saying? So like with tattoos, as in taking something into your body and doing something, people will think, think nothing of that and go, brilliant, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll do that. Um, it's this whole programming, and you've, you've raised that in regard to uh, 
um, the Brookings Institute, we've got Tavistock, we've got Chatham House. These are all liberal progressive, but actually they are all one world government agencies. Um, and just going back to that, it's interesting where I have a letter saying, you know, we're not going to make it mandatory within the UK. And then we have an MP, a member of parliament stand up last week called uh, Tobias Elwood, who's going, well, we need to bring the army in to help spread this, to get the vaccines out and all the rest. And Anthony Patch goes into incredible uh, insight in regards to, well, if you've got to vaccinate seven and a half billion people, how you uh, keep the uh, vaccines uh, fri you know, cold, they're in the refrigerated, they're in fridges, et cetera, et cetera, to get all this out, et cetera, et cetera. So the whole logistics, isn't it incredible that they're most probably going to have the logistics to do that, but they then have not got the list logistics or the wherewithal. And that goes back to Dan Perkinson's book in many ways, uh, The Economic Hitman, yeah. to actually feed, feed people who are starving and all this kind of thing when there is enough, enough, enough food and we don't have an overpopulation problem. That seems to be a, a, um, a radical thing to say to some, but this, the whole in regard to population explosion, books that were written in 1974, five, I'm just trying to think of the person, embarrassing, I can't, in regard to America, the way the whole of this has been laid out. And of course, of late, we've forgotten about it, but we've had Greta, Greta, I'm a Thunderbird, you know, pushing this whole, the whole globalist agenda, right. uh, tool of Soros. This is all deliberate. But as you know, as well as I know, and it's now coming out over here because celebrity presenters in, from the UK are questioning and going, well, why, why aren't we seeing a, a BBC documentary from Panorama, etc., and um, all the old, like the sort of old, like Cook report? Why are people not investi doing investigative journal and exposing what's going on in the higher echelons of government? It's not happening. It's coming back to independent citizen, incredibly brave people yeah. to do that and to actually shout and to get their message out there and one thing i will say um and ask for prayer and if you uh for someone i i then know um so if you could uh, pray for kate shemineri who has been vocal who was at trafalgar square rally a few weeks ago who has been arrested mm. at least I, I get the impression that there are now no charges you need to check that out Oh. And then had her house searched because the, uh, you know, government doesn't really like what she's saying. Right. So there is this opposition. So pray for her and for others who are, who are speaking out. What is absolutely incredible, and we can end on this in one sense, and it's sad, that the mainstream church is silent. <laughs> yeah, is silent on all of this. But that's because, as we see biblical prophecy laid out you know i hand you over to your own delusion itching ears and all this all this kind of thing so chris we've covered a lot and i hope that I've given a bit of an overview of what's happening but i've always encouraged people to write to their senators write to their congress people get replies get answers out of these people write to the member of parliament i've now had it 
you know, there's no, there's not going to be a mandatory vaccine. Fine. But what they will then tell us is to go, well, you won't be able to go in that shop. You won't be able to deal with these people. You won't be able to fly here. This is outrageous. This is outrageous. But yeah. Yeah. And, you know, as, as we close here, you know why these people are able to get away with this stuff? Because they know, they know you're not going to read. They know. Yeah. They know that you're not going to investigate. They, they've built a system, um, and I'm, I'm all for a free market system, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm all for that, and it's great. But they've built a system around that free market system to where you're inundated with busyness. Your cares are in the world, not on what's going on in the world. And we all have our place in life where God has placed us you know, to do our own things, meaning um, what we're going to do for him. It could be a podcast. It could be your teacher in school, in public school, trying to uh, show kids the right way to go. And you bear the price for that. But a lot, most of us don't care about this stuff. Most of us don't, especially if you're in your early 20s. <laughs> you don't care. No. I mean, that's a fair uh, point. Yeah, it used to be different. Um, we got more people now. And it's just, it's just the, the, the level of ignorance is just dumbfounding. I, I knew about the neural orders back in 1994. <laughs> and I'm not claiming I read the whole book, but I at least searched something. I started hearing about this stuff in the music, actually. So I, I, just, I just encourage you guys, again, um, it doesn't matter if you're 20 years old. It doesn't matter if you're 88 you can make a difference by being equipped with the word of God and with some of this information and, you know, don't go off the deep end. Don't get scared and all this stuff. God is in control. He is in total control. You just have to figure out how the system works and it takes a while. It just takes a while. And I'm still learning, even though I could spit here and there, that, 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 give you a few dots. I'm still learning. You'll never hit a bottom. And so I, I encourage you to, to study history um, because they don't want you to know it. And they want to tear down your statues and your, your monuments. And this is all a part of their plan to erase history. If you don't know that, it's not about the racist Confederate flag. It's not. It's just not. It's about erasing that history. Absolutely. So that, there will, so that enslavement will come. It's not the enslavement that you're thinking about. It's not shackles and chains. It's mental. It's tech. It's stuff that you can't imagine. So uh, thank you, Mark, for coming on and um, enlightening us this morning of what's going on there, Some a little bit of history. And I just hope that everybody takes heed to this. Um, any last words? Well, thank you, uh... Thank you for having me on, Chris. You know, I always count it as a real privilege to be given a a platform. And our number one is the gospel. Our number one is seeking, asking God to give us opportunities to uh, spread the word, to spread the gospel and to preach that. Amen. Um, And uh, that is the number one priority. These events have, have pushed that priority forward. And that is number one. And you're right. And I'm talking to myself. Um, God is in control. And I have to get my humanity behind that and accepting that. 
yeah. when I just think oh, I want to change that. Why I want this to go back? What's going on? Why don't you wake up? Yeah. At the end of the day, people are waking up. I'm meeting people all the time, mm-hmm. but we need to be used to lead them uh, to bring to for Jesus to come into their life, to be their Lord, to be their Savior, and to be their Lord. And I, and I just that's the emphasis. That's my last comment. Amen. And hey, just remember out there, is, uh, if you're not a Christian, today's the day Jesus Christ came to die for our sins. We're all sinners. We're all born in it. And he rose on the third day. Listen, you must be born again. It's not just saying a simple prayer and all of a sudden you feel giggly and whatever. And you must be born again. And for Christians out there, whether you, whatever your political stance is, make sure you're on the side of truth and preach the gospel and don't let them burn. Amen. If you like our videos, don't forget to hit the subscribe button and the notification bell to get all our frequent updates.